0: Hey, hello, welcome back to the Valley Christian Fellowship Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Mike. Alright, and we have a pretty interesting episode coming up today. Mike, today I wanted to talk about your parenting style. Okay. Or maybe maybe pick your brain on how you parent, I guess. I'm thinking about the summer. Your kids are are out for the summer. They and Longview is about to end as at the at the time of this recording, they have two three more days until school is out and then kids are going to be unleashed into the city. You're going to see day camps. You're going to see kids playing video games and School's all that stuff. School's out for summer. Yeah. What As a, as a child, what, what were typical
1: summers like for you? Oh, uh, so both my parents worked and okay. so summertime meant... Uh, lots of free time without supervision, which <laughs> meant lots of uh, doing things I probably should should have gotten in trouble for and okay. uh, all sorts of little adventures. We lived really close to a, an elementary and a junior high school, so we spent a lot of time in the fields there or just playing games. And then we had a like a, a forest and a swamp behind our house. Oh, wow. Okay. And so we spent a lot of time out there building forts and causing mischief and at least until we could drive. That you know, sounds like. like a classic Americana summer
0: yeah I grew up looking for air conditioning and playing video games okay that's what I the only thing I can remember from from my childhood that was outdoors was we lived in this neighborhood uh on the 48th area here in Longview and there was this field like deep deep in the on the the back of 48th Avenue and there's a bunch of like classic cars but they're all rusted and they're in this field they've been there for who knows how long you you know they're rusty they're green they're gross and all that stuff and uh One day, me and a bunch of the neighborhood kids, we just decided to start throwing rocks at the cars because we just had to be funny because we were on the other side of the fence. And I eventually hit the window and it cracked. And I was like, dude, I wonder if I could break the glass on that window. And we kept throwing rocks and we broke There were three cars. We broke all their windows. And the guy finally came out. I didn't realize it was his field, but he was not happy with us. And he chased after us. And I remember just hopping on my bike. And driving, like going straight home and just, I just went to
1: bed. I hid in my bed. So. Running from the law.
0: Yeah, that's, that's kind of my, that was my thing. But mainly I, I, it's pretty mundane.
1: Dude, you and I have so many similar stories. Okay. Uh, You you got another one? we got a few minutes. Oh yeah, just, we found this old abandoned house and uh, same deal. We're sabotaging it, destroying it. Why? I don't know, but. Okay. You know, it was was actually already beat up, beat up. Half of it was already burnt down. So it was probably not even safe for us to be in. And we were out there just like kicking on walls and stuff. And some guy came out there and started yelling at us. And we ran for our lives.
0: I I feel like kids today don't have the opportunities to find like abandoned lots or abandoned homes as much as they used to. I don't know. Maybe it's just different in Longview. And maybe that's still available in other places. Mm -hmm. But I feel like nowadays kids. So I just found out there is a kid. who used to go to my gym at Confluence, and then now um, he's going to Family House Academy, and I met up with him on Monday night, and he told me that he's going to a science fiction camp wow. for the summer. That the first week, they're going to do a uh, a Hellboy-themed camp, like Hellboy, the uh, comic, book, the comic character. book character. I'm pretty jealous with that, but he told me it's, it lasts the entire summer.
1: It uh, seems like it's out of this world, man.
0: Yeah, I... I love it. <laughs> anyway, I, I just think that all these kids are, are doing these great things, but I know there are, are a lot more opportunities for parents to spend more time with their kids throughout the summer. And when I popped into the office earlier this week, I saw that you actually, for your own family, you've developed a um, kind of a summer study guide for, for discipling your own kids. Can, can you elaborate a little bit of what that is? I'd like to jump into that and kind of yeah. dissect so, it to
1: uh, Really the thought, so kids are not in school for the summer. They're doing, we homeschool. So they're doing some school lessons, but like, it's like one lesson a week, just kind of keeping things fresh. But summer is an opportunity for parents to have more conversation with their kids, more interaction with their kids without the pressures typically associated with the school year. Kids don't have the same level of homework. They're not worried about studying this and this and this. And so they come home and they're not going to want to study something else, at least at the same level. And so... What I did is last week I sat down and said, what are, you know, what are nine or 10 concepts that I would love to have over the course of a week? So nine or 10 weeks each week, having one um, kind of conversation throughout the week about a a biblical concept or a passage of scripture or some theological truth that I think would continue to just help my kids grow in their, their faith and their understanding. What does it look like to to be a disciple of Christ beyond just knowing Bible stories, what does it look like to apply it to their lives? And so I sat down and I wrote out, um, a handful of scriptures and a handful of concepts and started to create kind of a, just a conversation guide. And then you and I talked and I talked with Vinnie some, and, and I, right now we're in the process of just kind of, uh, editing it a little bit and, and rounding it out. And we're going to actually put it online so that parents could use the same conversation guide if they want to.
0: Yeah. So with our church, one part of our mission statement, and we've talked about this about a month ago, is that we were here to build strong families and kind of taking a moment now to talk about building up children. What I like about what you've done is that you are taking responsibility for the, the discipleship of your kids. So there's kind of a two part conversation here. Um, yeah, and you're right. We're going to make your study guide available for, for anyone who wants to kind of do this with their own family. But what I'm thinking here as kind of a, a tool for people who are listening, can we talk about like what does what does it look like for you to have a devotional or maybe to teach your kids uh, biblical truth? And then maybe after so maybe like after a template of like that time and what that looks like, maybe then maybe we'll kind of walk through the guide that you have. So that people can kind of plug and play the content into that framework, if that makes sense. That makes sense. The two different. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so family devotionals, we, we, sometimes we swing and miss on those. Sometimes we do okay on them. It's, it's honestly something I feel like I'm still growing and learning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the classic devotional style, like sitting down, ideally reading a chapter of scripture together and then just talking through it in prayer, keeping it very simple. A, a devotional does not need to be something more than uh, more than that. It, it, making it simple so you can, everyone can do it. Okay, Go so ahead.
0: that that was encouraging earlier that you said that you're still trying to figure that out as well too. I, I love your kids; they're 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 awesome, and i I think it's encouraging to know that it's okay to kind of stumble through how to do discipleship with your own family because even now you're still trying to figure it out, and it might be different for each family. Mm-hmm. But the context uh, are, are there are some clues that we maybe we can pick up and to start to adopt within our own families to
1: to pass that on. Yeah. And in that, I think the the thing that we do right, at least consistently is, is Jess and I, we try to have our own personal time. Our own devotions, and our kids see that, and they know that, and they they recognize that's important to us. And so our kids, they pick up on that, and they they do devotions also on their own. Oh wow! Okay. And so Jay and Ella, they use the the U version Bible app. They okay. follow along reading plans, and they do really good. Ella actually, she likes to do her own little devotional, not the U version right now. And then Asher, there's even a, a kids version of the U version Bible yep, app. I've seen that. that. does it's animated stories, and he loves that. And yeah. So he will. You know, they know that they don't do screen time, they don't do games, they don't play until their chores and their devotions are done. And so that's something that's just kind of built into the fabric of our family, like, hey, responsibility before privilege. And so they're, they've been doing that for a while now, and that's pretty regular for them. The other part of that is as a family. That's where we're a little bit more touch and go, trying to figure things out, and okay. And sometimes we do good, sometimes not so great, and and that's kind of what it is.
0: So you said there's a, there's a couple of things there. So your family devotions are based on the foundation of individual devotions within yeah. your family, mm-hmm. and I love that you're, you you kind of pointed to the U version app. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that we link that to the episode description so that people kind of check that out for their own families as well. Now you said earlier that your kids they. They know you and Jessica do your own devotions. So you guys model that, not just expect it out of, out of their own kids. When you, how do your kids know? Is it something that you're like, Hey, look at me. I'm reading my Bible, Jaden, you know, like I'm reading the Bible or is it, is it just part of your practice that they just notice like, Oh, this is daddy's prayer time. Let's not disturb him during this time. Like what what is that, how do, how do you model in a way that seems fluid? Yeah. They just
1: catch us. I mean, you know, Bible's out regularly. And a lot of times I'll use my, you know, my iPad in the mornings, but they'll find me reading, And if they want to come interrupt me, that's fine. But I'll say, Hey, I'll, I'll help you in a little bit after I finish doing some reading and some praying. And so that's, you know, it, it's okay. just kind of, it's, we don't make a big deal about it. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm reading my Bible. It's more just the kids catch you. They, yeah. they, they, they observe yeah. everything you do. They're watching. They're always watching. And so we just got to remember that they see, they see me if I'm you know, if I'm up early and if I'm playing solitaire on my phone or if yeah. I'm reading my Bible and they, they know. Okay. And so it's just practicing that for myself.
0: Okay. That's cool. I, I was just thinking it'd be kind of funny to, if you were a showboater, you could raise a bunch of showboaters. Like, look at me, I'm reading my Bible. And that's just like the attitude your family takes <laughs> And just everywhere. They go, look at me, I'm being holy. <laughs> that, and, uh, yeah. I think
1: the term for that is Pharisee, right? That,
0: that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, OK, so your family devotions are based on the foundation of your personal devotions. So run me through right now, I guess, what a if you were to use the when you use the content that you developed, what will that kind of look like? What are you, what are you envisioning in your yeah. mind?
1: So I'm, I'm actually I'm probably going to present it to the kids this weekend and say, hey, here's what we're going to do this summer. And I'm just going to say, Hey, each week we're going to have a passage of scripture or a truth from scripture that we're going to talk about all week. And so I'm going to have you read this passage on your own every day. And then we'll talk about it. I I might press them to try to memorize it. And my kids are pretty decent about that. Um, and they like to do that. Um, and so we, we might try to memorize some of it together. And really it's just, uh, my goal is not to have like we sit down once this week, talk about it once this week, and then it's mm-hmm. dead. But just to say, this is this is the, the the verse for the week. Let's talk about it all week. Let's think about it. Let's pray about it. I will do my best to when I pray for my kids each night. Um, I'll pray prayers that connect to that that passage or that truth. And so it's just it's becoming familiar. It's right okay. in front of us. It's, it's right in front of our nose. Every time we have a, not every time we have a conversation, so but it's, it's regular. Really
0: thematic throughout the week. Yeah. You kind of sprinkle it in to work in areas that are pretty natural mm-hmm. for that. That's pretty cool. I know um, I, I've been working on discipleship with a, uh, with a friend of mine right now, and we have been trying to, it's kind of jarring, but it's actually working for us in our text message conversations uh, we'll, there'll be the message that we're, or whatever it is that we're talking about, but then we'll another, the next paragraph will be like a reminder of something that we are working through. And it, it was jarring at first, but it is, it's a good, healthy reminder, reminder for us because it keeps coming back to the forefront of our minds. And that's been kind of helpful mm-hmm. for us. That's cool. So I like that you guys are doing that too. So it's thematic mm-hmm. throughout the week. So, okay. So with that said, actually, Mike, do you kind of want to take us through the the summer guide that that yeah. you developed, and I, and like we said earlier, this is going to be made available on our website and on the the podcast description, so that if there's anybody listening who wants to do this with their own children, it's going to be made available for
1: them. Yeah. So what it is is uh, right now the way it's shaped up is week one we're going to talk about just how how great of a salvation we have, and we're going to have a conversation that week over and over again around the idea of the gift of salvation. So the the main passage is Ephesians two verses eight and nine. It says for grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. And so I have, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 questions with some sub questions or, or eight questions or so that, um, just, you know, what is, what's the best gift you ever received? And, okay. and then liken it, well, what's the gift of grace and what is grace and and why is it important that we receive it as a gift instead of we so something that we boast about instead of earning it. And so these questions, I don't plan on sitting down one day and asking mm-hmm. them all at once just throughout the week as we talk about it, bringing up another kind of uh, angle of that passage to have mm-hmm. the kids think about. And then each week we also have um, like four or five things to be praying about. And okay. So, Praying, thanking God for the gift of Jesus, um, praying for people who don't have the gift of Jesus is a regular theme throughout each week, and so it's questions you can ask throughout the week, and then in that there's some parent hints, hints like how do you, how do you answer that question? Like what is you know what they say there's sometimes there's no wrong answers, but you know that's sometimes there are wrong answers. Yeah. W- what is the scripture actually saying here? And and so giving some parents, giving parents some hints so they can know how to teach their kids as well it as curve, talk through this. kind of curve yes. the
0: conversation into where you yeah, want it to land. Exactly. Okay, I like that. So that's week one. So actually, so really quick before we jump into week two, what are your expectations for your kids? Like what are your, when they go to answer it, how, how do they respond to questions like that? So I think about Jaden, who's older, and when he answers the questions like, what is the best kids you've ever received? And then I think of your youngest, I feel like there's, though that's the same question, the, the, the journey to where you want the land is going to be different. How do you mm-hmm. approach each, each kid?
1: Yeah. So you said, what are my expectations? I, I really, my expectation is just dialogue. Okay. Right. Because we're just talking and, and I'm just seeing where they're at and they're processing mm-hmm. and their own thinking. And so this isn't meant to be like a, a test or anything like that. You know, it's more, I want them thinking about it. I want, to be able to speak into it into their lives some and just regularly move the conversation forward. What I
0: like about if I'm hearing this correctly, this isn't about like indoctrination. I mean, it is and it isn't at the same time. This seems to be more dialogue based where you as a father just spending time with your kids and having a conversation It's a guided conversation. You've been planning on this and it's going to be discussing biblical themes but I feel like it's also for you an opportunity to know your child and where they're at in their own processing, which mm-hmm. seems to be more valuable to me than just them learning something rote. Yeah, It's you really investing in them as a person and you taking the time to really understand where they're at in their, their mind. That's really cool. I think that's something that we're missing culturally. I see a lot of parents that when, when we work with kids in, in the children's, children's ministry and the youth ministry, sometimes care. People are raising their kids out of convenience, right? We discipline, we don't, we punish, we don't discipline because something is inconvenient for us. We don't, we have a billion other things that we're trying to do, but in this practice, I really feel like you're trying to make your children a priority in that, and that's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah, and really what we're trying to do is the, the dialogue is so important to, to have those spiritual conversations now so they can t- continue to have them and the dialogue's more important than them, like you said, memorizing a passage or getting the right answer, because that will come in time, right? I, I don't always get the right answers, uh, but I'm, a, I'm in process. I'm on a journey, and my kids even more so. And so it's helping them along as they figure out how to follow Jesus kind of on yeah. their own. I mean, with a with guide, with the coach, mm-hmm. with, with a mom and a dad who, who want to invest in their spiritual life. Yeah.
0: And for anybody listening, this that whole that last section of what I just said, like that's not meant to be like a pat on the back for, for you, Mike. Uh, it, it is, I'm, I'm excited to learn, learn through that, but I guess I wanted to encourage parents, whoever decides to adopt this, let them know like it's more about the conversation and that guided discussion together than it is. Uh, let's just make sure your kids know the Bible after that. So that's, that's really cool.
1: Yeah. And I I want my kids to know the Bible, right? I mean, I I want them to know it well. I want them to understand truth and doctrine and all. I want them to figure out the right answers, but I I know that man, their age, they're not going to get it all. And that's okay.
0: Yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's beautiful because we don't want to make religious kids. We want to have kids who understand relationship. And right now they're going to see that relationship through the relationship, relationship that you are establishing with him through that intentional time. That's awesome. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you want to kind of go on with the rest of the
1: content? Yeah, I'm just doing an overview of where we're going. So yeah. week one is um, great salvation. Ephesians two week two is the idea of a great change. And so we're going to look at second Corinthians chapter five or 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So conversation questions and then prayer along that week three is the great commission. And so this is Jesus calling us to make disciples of all nations. And so talking about what is it a disciple and, and what does it look like to, to be baptized? There's a conversation around baptism that week. What does it look like to obey Jesus and the things that he has instructed us? And so again, just flushing out those concepts. Week four is the great commandment, loving God and loving others. Uh, and then week five, we're. Changing it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about the the gospel acrostic that we use here. Actually, comes out of Dare to Share Ministries, and it's this idea that uh, six letters, each letter, in uh, the word gospel: G O S P E L. And we use it at Valley also. And so, yeah. G is God created us to be with Him. O is our sin separated us from God. S is sin cannot be removed by good deeds. P is paying the price for our sin. Jesus died and rose again. E is everyone who trusts in Jesus alone has life everlasting and then Ella's life everlasting or life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever and this is what I use to share the gospel this is how I share the gospel basically right. and this is how I train people to share the gospel and so I want them to and my kids they've seen this before so it will be kind of a review for some of them um, but I want that I want to have some conversations around this and I want to challenge them to know the big overarching story of scripture that week and that's where we'll go that week and then uh, then week six, um, probably six through 10, is I want to pull apart the Apostles' Creed into bite-sized conversations. And so this is simply a, a doctrinal affirmation that, that we believe about who God is, who Jesus is, who right. the Holy Spirit is, what the church is, what forgiveness is, what resurrection is. And so I want to have kind of sub-conversations throughout those seven weeks or That'll be like four weeks just talking through those dynamics. And this is, in a sense, uh, introducing my kids to some systematic theology, at least some more conversations around yeah. it.
0: That's cool. So actually, just since we're on the topic right now, you end with the Apostles' Creed. There are a lot of people who aren't familiar with the idea of creeds. Can you kind of just define what that is?
1: Really? Yeah, so a, a creed is a a statement or a set of beliefs that that we use to explain the doctrine that we believe the, 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 the doctrine behind the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the apostles creed is one of the most famous ones because it's, it's very, it's in a sense, minimalistic, mm-hmm. but it, it covers a ton of ground. Yeah. It doesn't get lost in some of the nuance it, it, it but it tries to be just very clear about core beliefs of the Christian faith. And so it's. you want me to just read it or yeah, let's go ahead and read it. Yeah. So it says, Mm -hmm. I believe in God, the father almighty creator of heaven and earth. So this begins with, I believe in God and in his as father, and then it transitions into what we believe about Jesus Christ. And so this is the longest portion says, I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only son, our Lord. Each of those words could be split apart and do a week's worth of conversation for us, um, who is conceived by the Holy spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. And on the third day rose again, he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. And then it ends with kind of a list of, of kind of one-off beliefs, but I believe in the Holy Spirit, in the Holy Catholic church. This is uh, the idea of Catholic in terms of the correct, universal, yeah. universal not the, the the denomination. Not Roman Catholic. Correct. Yeah. The communion of saints. This is our fellowship, right? The forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. And so again, just a list of beliefs that are in line with historic biblical Christianity. And man, it's... I mean, if my kids memorize it, maybe I'll give them 20 bucks each or something. I don't know. I might incentivize that one. But what it is, is it's teaching scripture, teaching doctrine with a really simple set of of sentences.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. So, Mike, we are we're actually coming up on time for this recording. But what do you have any encouragements for anybody, any parent that's listening to this right now or maybe even anyone who's interested in discipleship? Right now, kind of looking at this creed, would you have any encouragements for them to like how to approach it or maybe a mindset or any tips or tricks, I guess, on just adopting something like this?
1: So discipleship happens as you engage with God's word. That's the start. Okay. There's no other kind of discipleship unless it's built on engaging with God's word and discipleship is a process. So it starts with where you are. And so I I know people start a Bible reading plan and they get a week behind and they feel like they have to catch up and they, they get discouraged and they beat themselves up. And I just say, stop like just start from where you are Mm -hmm. hit the reset button. There's no need to try to catch up with what you've missed in the past. And so discipleship is start from where you are right now for parents with kids. Maybe it's scary to have spiritual conversations with your kids. Yeah. Maybe you're nervous that you're going to get something wrong. And, and I would say that's, that's okay. And it's even okay if you end up getting something wrong, because you're going to get exposed to what's right in time. The more you do it, you'll learn and you'll be able to correct that. And so start by having simple conversations, start by using a guide like this or something else. There's probably tons of them out there that are worthwhile Yeah. and engage with your kids pray with them. If nothing, I'll start by praying with them every night. And then if you can add some of these kind of conversations, it's those little conversations daily, and then week after week, and then month after month, and then year after year that help build that spiritual foundation for your children so that they can know who Jesus is, know his love, and then follow him.
0: I like that. Well, Mike, that's, uh, I think that's it for today. If there's nothing else, I think we're going to call this an
1: episode. Yeah, all right. We really want to encourage people to you know take that next step, even for themselves. And and I guess maybe the last thing I'd say is this isn't just for kids. I mean, really, any anyone can do it. If you're if you don't have kids, if you're, you're single, a married couple, if you're, I mean, grandparents or retirees, I think working through something like this during the summer will really bolster your faith.
0: I think so. I actually, it was you talked about your kids in this, but as I was looking through the topics that you have here. I will definitely use this actually for my own discipleship uh, conversations I'm having with, with some people. And I, these are just going to be great things to just really solidify in, in conversation. Mm-hmm. So thank you for your work on that, Mike. So actually, before we end, uh, do you want to tease something pretty exciting that we're working on? I feel like as a podcast, we've kind of we just started, you mm-hmm. know, Gary V style. We just started and we're trying to we're, we're making this up as we go. But um yesterday you and I had a meeting and we're kind of pivoting to a, a better structure I think mm-hmm. and it's going to be kind of exciting for us to to engage with our church in a different way. Can I want to reveal a little bit or what, what if there's anything you want to reveal yeah, about can, that? Yeah, we can tease it. So okay. we're
1: we're working on a a reading plan for a book that we're going to read together as a church Yes. over the summer. It's a short book. And so it's not like a heavy reading plan, but it's a book on, on growth and, and how we grow because of the gospel. We're going to read a chapter a week over the summer as adults, and it should be very easy to access. And then you and I, we're going to, we're going to chop up that chapter together in this, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to take best practices and principles and, yeah. and, and talk through those so that our our church family can understand them, even those who aren't able to read, although we're really going to, we're going to buy a, a bunch of books. We're going to encourage people, encourage the heck out of people yeah. to, to read along with us and and really allow this to be a summer, not just for their kids to grow spiritually, but for them, for the whole church Amen. to move yeah. forward in discipleship. So I'm excited for
0: that. And what we're doing is we we recognize that there are some people who just, they're not really big on reading. We want to encourage reading. I think that's a great thing to, to do. If, if you see yourself as a leader, leaders are readers. That's that's uh, that's something that's said all the time. Um, but for those who would probably benefit from just conversation, that's where this podcast is going to supplement that. So even if you haven't been able to finish the reading or hoping, I'm hoping maybe you decided you don't want to read it, but you decided to listen to this, maybe that'll stir you on to read it. But either way, we're going to go over the content and we're gonna discuss it. So I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to, if as there are people who are in our church who are reading it and they have questions about it, they can write in and we can go through their questions and Absolutely. really start to, to, really like, soak up biblical truth in that capacity. It's gonna be fun. So it's gonna be great. Well, that's it for today, Mike. Thank you for your time, and uh, for everybody else, we will uh, we'll catch you later. All right. All right. Peace out.